Hello! Oh, wait. Hello! There we go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to uh, the spoiler cast. I almost said, please don't make a scene. Uh, welcome back to the spoiler cast. Yes, the show where we talk about movies and we don't care about spoiling them because, well, it's the spoiler cast. Yeah. Um, and uh, with me, as always, is my sister and trusted co host, Rebecca. Hello. Hello. And in today's episode, we're talking about The Conjuring movies, or more specifically, The Conjuring 1 and 2. We're kind of, uh, I guess we're celebrating the fact that um, The Conjuring 3, or, or I guess The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It, yeah. uh, the trailer has just released. Yes. And um, we're both pretty big fans of The Conjuring movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're pretty excited. So we figured we should uh, recap the first ones. Yes. Well, well, we're we're, we're going to do the whole franchise, the whole yeah. universe so to speak. But there's too many movies to talk about in one episode. So today we're doing the original and the sequel. And then on Monday on the Patreon episode, we're going to talk about the Annabelle movies. Yeah. So if you're interested in hearing our opinion on those, please check us out on Patreon and uh, help 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 us by supporting us um, on Patreon to hear that episode and and many 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 more exclusive episodes. And then we're gonna finish off uh, next Thursday by talking about the two um, separate movies, sort of. Yeah, yeah, the two separate uh, spin-off movies, the the Nun and the Curse of La Llorona. Um, yes. And then eventually we'll do an episode on The Conjuring 3, of course. Yeah. Whenever that actually comes out. Comes out. I don't know. <laughs> it's available. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be in May, like late May, but I, I don't believe it. Nah. Yes. yesterday nobody was supposed to premiere in Sweden, and it didn't. Because theaters are open, but not really. Yeah. And... Dates. They have dates for movies, but they don't. They don't release on the dates they're supposed to because of everything. So. Yeah, the but the date set on on Conjuring Three: The Devil Made Me Do It is for Sweden at least June fourth. June fourth, right? So beginning of June. But UK we'll will get it uh, late of May, late May. So maybe we'll yes. may be able to see it anyway somehow. Hopefully, but, but. until then. We are we are uh, talking about the Conjuring one and two. Yes. Or I don't know. Maybe maybe we should save that, or maybe we shouldn't. Do you want to say what you thought of the trailer for The Devil Made Me Do It? I haven't looked that closely at it actually. No, you've seen it. Uh, yeah, but I, I think I saw a teaser only. Well, there's there's only a maybe it is the trailer. It felt very short. The one I saw, it felt like it was repeating itself. But what I saw looked k- kind of good. Like, it seemed very similar to the the first two movies, but just, you know, a different villain, so to speak. The same uh, emotional uh, connection and the same dramatic uh, she's scared of losing him kind of thing. But I don't know. Well, yeah, because it's a sequel. Yeah. What did you think of it? <laughs> no, it looked exciting. I still want to see it. Okay. I'm, I'm very excited to see it. I mean, it looked like never... a sequel to The Conjuring, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> but it looked, it looked like the scenes you saw looked very similar, like dramatically similar to the one, the, the 
big scenes in the first and the second. And honestly, so- I didn't realize this, but there are some very similar patterns between the first and the second one. Well, yeah. That I've never realized before. Well, to be fair, I've only seen the second one maybe two times. Because <laughs> it still creeps me out. Okay. It literally took yeah, me I... two days to see the second one. This time around. <laughs> well, let, let's, then, let's, then, let's get into it then. Because yeah. um, I can say, yeah, I'm, I'm also excited for the third one. I, I thought the, the, the trailer... Almost had like an like a it felt almost like more epic in scope. Yeah, a bit. Um, yeah, with the, all the stuff in the in the forest, and almost like an action movie from time to time. And I was like, Ooh, it, I don't know about this, but I'm still excited about yeah, seeing it. It felt a bit more like a criminal action movie, kinda. But maybe that's because yeah. it starts with the police and and the guy telling people that I I think I hurt someone. Yeah, and the yeah the scenes the scenes yeah in the forest with all the the flashlights and everything it looked very epic. Yeah, uh, but I'm also interested in seeing if they're gonna if they're gonna do something with the fact that this is the first case in which um, uh, the, the 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 defendant I think it's called the accused um, said you know brought the the demons. As their defense, like I didn't do it; it was demons. Yeah, they mentioned it, like, in the and they trailer. did it in real. They did it in real life, and Ed and Lorraine, Lorraine Warren was there in the court when they did it. I just want to see, because that's all. That's always fascinated me um, with with movies like this, or especially with a, uh, a show that I watched last year, Warrior Nun on Netflix. Oh yeah, like the real world implications of okay, heaven and hell exists. Now what? Yeah, like like you, Ed mentions in the trailer, like you always believe in God when people swear on the Bible and stuff. Yeah. Why not believe in the devil? And I want I want to see the reaction. Well, obviously, and all that. obviously, we know they're not going to convince too many people because we still live in a very secular society, and I don't believe in it because I know you know you know. I mean, I don't believe but, I mean, in it. In, but... in, in in the movie universe, let's see. If, I want to see if they do something with yeah, it. Yeah, and I I don't believe in it, but just to be sure. I am wearing my cross today, <laughs> just to be sure, because because yeah. I did watch a, a bit of like behind the scenes from uh, the Conjuring one and two, and they like yeah. blessed the settings and everything. Yes, to be just to be sure, just in case. Just to be sure. Like I agree, yeah. I agree. I'm I'm not really a believer, but I wouldn't say I. It's impossible. You're agnostic. As yeah. It's you 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 believe in something you're just not sure what exactly i'm not sure it's god and the devil and all that yeah. stuff but it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if there are evil things yeah, around us that's yeah that that's that's ag- agnosticism yeah, i guess then anyway <laughs> um but let's let's get into the first movie then yeah uh, i didn't realize that it came out in 2013 yeah it's, it's been almost it's been 10 a while. years yeah um and uh, did you see it in the theater? I think so. I'm pretty sure I we did. We saw it together. I yeah, think. I think we did. I know we saw the second one in the theater. Yes. And I'm pretty sure we saw this one because I, I, I at least and I'm pretty sure you were we were were as well uh, big fans of James Wan's earlier movies, uh, Insidious. Yes. Or I guess earlier movie at that point. Um, because he made Insidious in 2010, and then the same year as The Conjuring, he did Insidious Part 2, or Chapter 2. Right. 
And I know we saw Chapter 2 in the theater. Yeah. Um, and even before that, I was a fan of the original Saw movie. I don't know if you like the original Saw. I've never actually seen, like, a full Saw movie. Because okay. I watched it, whenever I've watched Saw movies, I've seen it with, with a friend. And she has a habit of, like, fast-forwarding through stuff. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> either it's because it's scary or because it's too slow. Yeah. So whenever Saw started, like, when people were chopping stuff up from themselves, she would, like, she fast. She said no. She was like, oh, we're skipping this. Like, oh, okay. okay, so I've only seen parts of it. And I've probably only seen, like, a couple of them, if that. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah I, I really like the first one. Uh, but then I remember I went and saw the second one in the theater in 2008, I think. 2007. And it was... The second one is, like, okay. But after that, it's just... It's pure trash. Three, four, five, six, and seven, as they've made now, and an eighth is on the way, uh, are p- oh, yeah. pure trash. Uh, sh- I mean, some of the gore, some of the gore is fun, but it's not worth it to sit through all the movies because I I've done it and it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, how much can you actually do when all you do is gore? Like, how many times can you renew what you're actually doing? Yeah. Well, look at look at look at uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. They have like twelve movies, I think, if you count uh, Freddy vs. Jason yeah, and the that's reboot. True. And but at have... least they have like more character development and stuff. Saw if I not remember... in Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> in the be- in the first movies, don't they? No, 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 no. Those those movies were trash from the start. Maybe I don't remember them correctly then, because I haven't um, seen them in ages. Yeah. You have the Halloween movies. Now, there, you, the Maybe, first one is a yeah. real, like, a cla- horror movie classic. See, um, I haven't watched horror movies in a while. So, I don't remember a lot of it, but we're, we're going to get back into it. Because we, we know we have plans for yeah. more horror in the future here on this channel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let's let's then discuss. <laughs> let's, let's get back into The Conjuring. The conjuring. Yes. Um. What? What? Uh, do you remember what you f- what you thought of it the first time you saw it? I remember thinking that it was um, like almost like inventive in the way it scared people compared to what we were used to back then. Mm. Like even though it had some of the jump scares, they weren't as like popcorny <laughs> as most of the horror movies were. No, it, it it definitely has popcorn scares, but they feel earned. Yeah, and they have a few like, of the. Oh no! Like, someone grabbed my shoulder. Oh, it's just my sister. It wasn't, no, it's not those kind of scares. And they it's have a few scares. of the the ones that are like almost dragged out, but and you're like, is it gonna scare me? And then it does scare me more than just you know closing the mirror and oh my god, someone's in the mirror. Yeah, because I hate that one. That that's the most boring scare in the world, and I've done it in basically every horror movie. Yeah. Specifically, um, yeah, I, I like I, the, I, the clap. <laughs> oh yeah, do you want to play hide and clap? Yeah, that, that's ugh. I I watched I I I watched half of the movie yesterday, but I fell asleep. <laughs> I was watching it in the in the in the night. And yes, the, they don't really scare me anymore. I've seen the first one so many yeah. times because I really really like the first one. I think it's I I I think it should be considered a a, a horror classic at this point. Well, yeah. Not yet, but eventually it will be a horror classic. Yes, definitely. Because um, there's there's so much there's so much like 
craft that's gone into making that movie and ma- making it not just a scary movie but a good movie. Yeah. So I've seen it too many times to be scared by it. But even that scene, I saw that today. I watched the the rest of the movie I watched on on my lunch break, and when the hands come out be- behind be- behind the mother goes like, yeah. I I just ugh. I didn't jump, but I I got shivers. Yeah, exactly. I had like. Like constant goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that she, when that happens, it's not like oh my god, she runs out of the the the, the cellar. No, she's stuck in there, mm. and she keeps screaming. Just keep hearing her pounding on the door. Ugh. That entire like night sequence is yeah. the worst because that's just pure panic. Yes, and you can yes. actually like feel it. It's not just teen screams. It's it's actual panic. Yeah. And, then, and, and 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 it also helps that um, that the ca- the characters that's what kind of sets the that sets the Conjuring apart from from most modern horror movies. Um, okay, so I should say most modern popcorn horror movies. Yeah, because this is not like I wouldn't put this on the same scale as like uh, the Witch. Like that's that's on a whole different yeah. level of scary. But that's another genre of scary almost. Yes, this is a this is a jump scare movie. Yes, um, but it, yeah, it, it's, it's just, just done does way it so much better, <laughs> so much better. Yeah, um, and the fact that also that you get to know the characters, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's not a the movie isn't about the scares; it's about the characters. Yeah, like there's like I think it's like forty minutes before Ed and Lorraine Warren comes to the house. Something like Before that. Before yeah. that, we've only seen them like they've they've had they've they've had uh, seminars. They've uh, they've talked to each other. You know, we've seen their home life. Yeah, they've talked about oh, we should take a break and write the book. You know, because of what happened uh, with the the farmer, the French farmer. Yeah. Um, and it it, it builds it builds a rapport between the characters, and it it, it builds up. Uh, uh, well, it builds up their believe they're more believable as real characters yeah it builds up our like familiarity with them it makes mm, us care yeah. about the characters in general yeah like in a lot in a of horror movie. movies you only have like that one person you might want to survive to the end but you don't really care about the rest no they're just there to be killed yeah they're just cannon father fodder yeah but in this one you're like i want everyone to survive i hope nothing hurts them i hope nothing scares them yeah Except for maybe the youngest daughter, but that's just because she's a kid. Like, she's just the youngest. You do get more of her in the end, but in the beginning, yeah, she's kind of lost in the crowd because she's tiny. Well, yeah, because she's like five. Yeah. There's there's not much going on there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I subscribed to, uh, I think it was uh, Jung who said that you're not really a human until you're like six or seven. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But... Well, before that, you're just a thing. <laughs> yes, you're 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 a husk waiting to become a human. Yes. <laughs> no. Um. But but it, it also that it it takes time. Like it takes time, even with the f- with the family. Even though you have a couple of minor scares pretty early on, you, they take time to let you know all the characters. Yeah. Even though there are like there are five daughters, you still get to know their who they are basically. Yeah. Um. And uh, uh, and and also also I, I think I think it helps that 
the 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 setting is different. It's not it's not modern day, and they they take time to um, show you the house. Like yeah. there's the that long because it starts with them moving into the house, which helps. Obviously. There's this that one long long one take when they go through the entire house. Um, without cutting, and you see all the rooms, you see everyone running around, and you hear the music. Yeah, and they're, like, picking up stuff, and you can hear the banter, and you kind of get to know... You get a feel yeah. for it all. You get a feel for it all, and you get a feel for the layout of the yeah. house, which is important because of what happens later. Yes. Which is the thing they bring back in the second one, but we'll get to that. Um, So it's it's all set up. They, they don't hurry with the scares. Like it, no. They take time to do the due diligence before they start scaring you. And because they do that, it's much scarier than other movies. Yes. Like, compare this to the Paranormal Activity movies. Sure, you jump, but it's never really scary. You, we've talked about this before. That's more of a, ah, it's a reaction. Yeah. But it's not scary. It's startling. Yes. But, but it, things are actually creepy and scary and terrifying in The Conjuring. Yeah. I and mean, the entire that, house I, is kind of creepy and scary, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. helps as well. <laughs> it looks it looks a little too much like an old ghost house because yeah, a of the walls bit. and everything. But I, I, I think it but works. But they do, they do also kind of like rectify that by saying that, well, we put all our money into this place, we, we're renovating it, we're going to like pick it up and make it our home uh, because yes. of his job situation partly. Yeah, so it's like yeah, yeah we can understand truck driver. that yeah. uh, it might not be perfect yet, but they're planning on making it perfect. Then of course you buy something that doesn't look perfect. You can always work yeah. on it. and and it, it also adds to the the, it, the scary yeah, no, feeling. It adds it's, to the creep. it's supposed to look creepy. <laughs> um, uh, what was I thinking of? I'm not sure. I was thinking about the actresses. Well, mostly the daughters. Because they... Yes. I remembered them as being more... better than what they were when I watched, rewatched <laughs> okay. it. But maybe it's just because I've seen some of them in other stuff since. And this is yes. earlier work, uh, I guess. I think it mostly has to do with the fact that one of them became not a big star, really, but she's been in a lot of stuff you after. You mean Joey King, right? Joey King, yeah. who's been in so many movies after this. Yes. She became a bona fide, like, working actress. Yeah, I mean, she's um, probably hired by Netflix now, based on how many Netflix movies she's in. Yeah, they're ma- she made the Kissing Booth movies, mm-hmm. and they're making a third one, I saw. Yeah. Um, she was in the she was in some other horror movies. She was in the Slenderman movie, yeah. which is terrible. Um, yeah. She was in that. Did you see Wish Upon? The uh, one with that little box that you can. I, oh, I wish I had this and this, and then people die. No, I never it, actually watched that one. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's trash. <laughs> okay. But I mean, it's it's it should it's it's one of those classic so bad that it's good movies. You really should check that one out. Okay. I mean, um, she's, she's she's been in things since twenty no two thousand six. Okay. So she's she was working way before this as well. But I no, think after I... this it kind of like picked up for her because this was a bigger role. Yeah, I I didn't recognize it, but she was the one you remembered afterwards. Yeah. I can see why she has gotten most work after. Yes. Um she was in she played um Colin Hanks daughter in the first season of Fargo, which is she doesn't have much to do, but she's great in that role. Yeah. So I I'm I'm, I'm hoping she does more 
good stuff instead of just kissing Booth and Slender Man. <laughs> yeah. I actually hope she gets back into doing more horror as well. The, yeah, but good not, horror. Yeah, not Slender Man. Trash but, horror. But good yeah. horror, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that, or, or re- really, may- maybe because I'm getting a feeling because she's done so many movies and she wasn't even, she wasn't 18 yet when she made uh, uh, Conjuring, right? Uh, no, she's, she's like born. She's born in 97? 99. 99, yeah. So she was 16. She looks no 17. She looks when she made the Conjuring. What? No, that came in 2013. Oh, she was sorry, like 14. Yeah, yeah. 14, sorry, 14. She d- yeah. she does look like 10 though. <laughs> in yeah, Conjuring. I, mean, I think she's supposed to play like a 10, 12-year-old. But it's because she's um, short. That helps. Yeah. Um but she's been working consistently since then. Yeah. Um so she's well past 18 now. So I'm just I'm just thinking like maybe it feels like one of those like kid actors who's being pushed by their Parents, maybe I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm getting that feeling, like because usually you see kid actors, they do a bunch of stuff until they turn 18, and then they go to school. Yeah, and then if they really want to, they come back to acting, or if they were just being pushed by their maniacal parents, they stop <laughs> acting. But I'm not. I'm she's not... just kept acting. Yeah, I don't think she's gonna stop acting though. But maybe she'll take a break because at the moment she only has no. She actually has one in pre-production, but it's a mini series, yeah, well... so. Yeah, well, it's it's also because of the pandemic. Yeah, that's so. true. Well, hope, hopefully she gets some time to rest now during the pandemic <laughs> so she can, like, not stop acting because she is, she is good. She should definitely continue. She has a bright future in front of her. Yeah. But I was thinking yeah, I mean- also of um, the second youngest sister, Cindy. Do, do you recognize her at all? Cindy. She hasn't. She doesn't have a lot to say. She has like a few lines. That's all. She uh, isn't she the one who sleepwalks? Yeah, I think so. But that's because the it. youngest. The youngest is the one with the music box. Who's yes. friends with the Rory? The, yeah. the ghost. Right. So, oh no! I she, see. Some of the middle sisters kind of disappear. Like the the oldest one because she's. Like, she's not really in the movie that much. No. She's like, oh, I hate being here. Could we maybe buy a house that has a working toilet? She's that character. And yeah. Like, and then the youngest one, because she has a connection with, connection with the ghosts. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Joey King's character, which I don't remember her name. Uh... What's she called? Christine. Christine, yeah. And then Nancy. I just remember Nancy is the one with the big glasses. The huge glasses. Because she sleeps in the same room as... Joey King's character. She's yeah. just not funny Nancy when she when the ghost pulls her leg. That's yeah. the only reason I remember her. Um, uh, but the the middle, the, the second youngest, no, I don't really remember her. No, she looks like a doll. That's the only reason I remember her. And she plays the kid in the oh, Twilight. Oh, Foy. Yeah, oh, in the Twilight okay. Saga Breaking Dawn. Well, then I know who she is. I just didn't recognize her in the movie. Yeah. yeah. You don't see enough of her face, to be honest, in in Conjuring to like recognize her properly. <laughs> she, she has like one scene where you can like fully see her face with open eyes and everything. Yeah, it's the one where she wakes up. Yeah. Um, the second time she's sleepwalking. Yeah. 
What has she been in? She's she's in she's, she's been in Interstellar. A few things, right. yeah. She plays a young Murph. Uh, but other than that, I think her big one is the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Oh, I, I haven't seen that one. So I don't, I don't know. You don't have to. I, see I don't it. know about that. <laughs> but I think that's and like then, her biggest role. I haven't seen the Twilight movies either, so I don't know. About yeah, she that. doesn't have a lot of screen time or anything to say in that one. So <laughs> I think I've seen screenshots of her. She wears like a big collar or something, poofy dress thing. No, no, that's something else. I don't know. Um, but she she sticks out to me, and she doesn't really fit into the family somehow. I don't know. If no, it's, no. I just feel like she's too, almost too pretty. <laughs> <laughs> she looks more like a model than an actress, so she doesn't really like fit into the whole. Uh, we're a f- lower class we're, we're family, a regular yeah. Joe family. Yeah, doesn't really work right, for me. I guess. <laughs> Um, and who plays who plays the oldest sister? Because uh, I know Na- an- Na- the Na- Nancy, the Nancy sister, she's been in some stuff. Um, she's been in a bunch of TV stuff, but I don't know what the Andrea is the oldest was. one, right? I think so. She's been in a few things, mostly TV shows though, or TV movies. Uh, who's April? Oh, that's the youngest one. Yeah, that's the youngest one. She looks so grown up if you look at her IMDb. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, yeah. <laughs> There's, yeah, that picture. Well, she is, she's uh, almost 20 years old, so she's 18 now. So yeah. I guess she is grown up. True, true. Yeah. But that means she was like nine when she did... Yeah, and she looked like five. Or ten, nine, ten. yeah. She looks so young. Here's a picture from... She looks tiny. But maybe she's just short as well, and it just works. Yeah, but yeah, she looks like she's... Maybe not five. Wait, is she the youngest? Yeah, she's the youngest. She's the one who's left behind, and no one wants to play clap and hide with me, and she she makes mom play with her. Because she feels like she's so young, but she was ten? Yeah. Alright, okay. Yeah. So weird. Movie magic, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, movie magic, yeah. Yeah, there. I see a picture now when she's playing hide and clap with her mother, yeah. or the, the Lily Taylor. The, the yeah, mother. she looks. She she looks like she's like seven, six tops. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we just got stuck on that. Sorry. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about the actors. The actors. Yes. Yeah. But I, these I, are I the, think... these are their like smaller roles, but you still kind of remember them. Yeah, and they they all they all they all do a good job. Yes. No one does a bad job. No, for I guess what they're given, like they don't have a lot of space. Some of them. Yeah, especially the oldest. Yeah. Um, I mean, she. The only thing I remember from her is when she's flirting with the uh, the guy who knows the technology. Oh stuff. yeah, the the tech guy. Yeah, that scene is so good. Um, th- that's another scene. Um, to just it just add it just flushes out the character a little bit. Yeah, you have a a young cool guy. Who knows a bunch of tech stuff, and I think she's into photography or something. She because she asks about cameras. Maybe she's um, just asking to you know you know start the conversation. Yeah. yeah so of <laughs> but course, but I mean the, she's the... she's kind of reluctant to moving there. She misses her friends, her 
same age friends and then you know a cool guy who's a bit older comes into your life of course she's gonna talk yeah, to him he, why not he, he's the youngest of the grown-ups yeah. she's the oldest of the kids exactly and then when when ed or or um whatever his name is patrick wilson walks into the room and like oh roy could you help uh whatever his name i think it's roy no that's a cop anyway could you help with uh, the thing in the other room the bolex camera yeah so, oh oh sure yeah it's it's fixed and she leaves and he, Ed looks at her, then looks at the guy and like... Drew, really? his name is Drew. Drew, right. And he just gives him a, mm-hmm, look. Yeah. And then, All right, <laughs> but you get exactly what it means. Like, hey, don't mix business with pleasure, bro. Yeah, you're in the wrong <laughs> state. You're not going to see each other after this, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, I love that. Just Because in another movie, it would just... They wouldn't do anything with it. No. It would just be... Huh, they wouldn't even tease that maybe they're like into each other it would just be a scene they would just be two characters standing in the background yeah but here there's a little bit of they whatever, add you know. they add a little bit of layer to them a little bit yeah. of dimension and those little things yeah adds to the um to the believability yeah like i said fleshes out the characters and spe- specifically that scene i yes, love it i love that one too Be- i kind of want like Wilson's one like, more really really yeah sure yes just, i mean like, just they're like not one more like after some point, maybe when she's extra scared, she'll go to him instead of like her parents or something. I don't know. Yeah. When she kind of disappears after, she does kind of when, when the ghosts start appearing, you mostly uh, you mostly see the younger kids yeah. because they're more they're more af- uh, affected by the the ghosts. Yeah, and the mother. Yeah, and the mother, and then of course uh, Joey King sticks out because she's the best actor of them all. She does have the most like emotional scenes as well where she gets to act like when yeah. she's left alone in the car like the yeah. the younger kid doesn't get that space to do that and then joey she does get to be left alone and the camera's on her face and they're like you're terrified just cry cry your eyes out and just be mm. and she's she's good at it she she's an ugly crier but it's so effective <laughs> yeah um, but then let, let, let's talk uh, a little about the grown-ups as well. Yes. Um, specifically Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Because they, there's one. They they are... Um, they're seasoned they kind of actors. The, they're seasoned <laughs> actors. And they're, and they're also like the emotional center of the movie. Yes. Which is... Which is that's, that's interesting. Because usually in horror movies, um, it's the bad guy who's like the star. Yeah. Freddy, Jason... Michael Myers, even in James one earlier movies, Saw, um, um, uh, Jigsaw, the killer, is the main guy. Yeah. And then you have an interchangeable, like, roster around them. But in these movies, Ed and Lorraine Warren are the emotional center of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they get to, like, they get to help other people. Yeah. Uh, Here's the Warrens, and the next one, it's the, uh, whatever they're called, Hodgson's. Yeah. Um... And that could have been really boring it if could have. they didn't have chemistry. But they have so much chemistry. Yeah. Even more in the second one. We'll, we'll get to that. They're so good <laughs> as, as a married couple. It's like, I don't know. It's not like Oscar worthy. It's not that kind of movie. No. But, I mean... For for a movie like this, it's amazing that you have such strong performances in the the protagonists. Yeah, and especially since they're not really ever in. Well, once again, 
except for the second one, they're not really like in mortal danger. They're just there to help other people. Yeah, but you do have that that underlaying that they're both afraid of uh, Lorraine going too far and not being able to come back again. Yeah. Because she did have that thing with the, the farmer where she locked herself away for eight days. Yeah. Not really sure what that was supposed to do. Like, yeah, you saw your husband I, die, but what I is locking yourself away? I think she was just afraid. <laughs> yeah, I guess. She was probably just afraid. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but they're... They're they're so good. <laughs> yes, like you said, you can you can feel the chemistry between them, not only because of like oh the characters obviously care about each other, but like the way they look at each other, the yeah, kindly smiles they, like, they just give, yeah. even though it's horrible. Everything like the tiny yeah. details is just so spot on. And then it helps that uh, Vera Farmiga. Uh, the way they have uh, the, her 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 makeup and her clothes, she looks a lot. I don't know if you've seen pictures of Lorraine Warren from that time. Yeah, I know I have. Um, she's she's a little older. The original yeah. is a little older, but it's almost it's just spot something. On. The hair, the clothes, even uh, that's once again more in the second one. Even her eyes, like I think they do something with the makeup that she looks. She's almost spot on. Like yeah. Lorraine looks like Lorraine Warren. Ed looks much different in the, in the in reality. He is very Hollywood-esque. Yes, he yes. Patrick Wilson <laughs> is much too good looking to play Ed Warren. He's tall. He's in reality. fit. He's yeah. very handsome compared to the real Ed, who was a bit of a he's regular guy. Yeah, average Joe kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can't have you gotta have a, a hunk in the movie. Yes. And obviously it's going to be the main character, the main guy. Yeah. Um but then uh, like I said it doesn't re- doesn't really matter because they they nail the performance. Oh yes. And they nail the chemistry. Yeah. And it also helps that I'm a I'm a I'm a big Patrick Wilson fan since before this. Um I started in 2010. I I saw him in uh, 18 and I was sold. He plays the bad guy oh, in 18. Oh, that's right. That's him. Which is the same year he did Insidious, which I saw, I, th- I think I saw it like in 2011. But that adds to it as well. Yeah. So I'm a, right. big, I'm a big Patrick Wilson fan. So I'm just glad he is He is like a James Wan mainstay now. He's in almost every James Wan movie since, since Insidious. I mean, yeah, a bunch of them at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, James Wan directed movies. Yeah. Because he's produced a bunch of other stuff, but he's yeah, in that's true, that's true. he's in all the Conjuring movies, he's in the Insidious movies, he's in Aquaman, even uh-huh. plays the main bad guy in Aquaman. Um, he's not in in Fast Seven or Furious Seven, no. but that's because they had he they that wasn't have James a very Wan movie. Set it was cast was, as well. Yeah, and he was a, a director for hire for that movie. Maybe. Yeah, but other than that, you know. Patrick Wilson is his his uh, go-to guy. <laughs> it feels like almost like it's his muse. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't mind. He's a great actor. Yeah, I think he's underappreciated as an actor. Definitely. And maybe it is because you don't realize that it's him sometimes when you're watching movies. Like I I know what I know who he is, but I didn't realize that he was the guy in Aquaman. Oh, really? No. Not until now okay. when I like looked it up. I was like, really? That's him? Same yeah, with uh, was another movie I reacted to. Um, uh, no, which one was it? 
He's in Stretch. Oh, he's in Watchmen? I... Yeah, he's, um, what's the guy called? I, Night Owl, right? Uh, yeah, Night Owl. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's 2009. So that was, yeah, that's even before uh, A-Team. But it was A-Team that made me like, ooh, I like Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he's he, great in that, too. Like, now that I'm thinking of it, like, oh, yeah, that's him. Yeah. He's great. That's a great character. That's, he's, he's been in some movies before that, but there's only, like, minor stuff. Like, um, uh, he has a... He plays someone in Phantom of the Opera, which I liked, but I haven't seen that in, like, 15 years. I think he's the guy who's in love with the girl that the Phantom kidnaps. Maybe. He if plays I remember Raul. I don't remember who that is. Yeah. Um, and he has a, a very small part in Prometheus, where he plays uh, Shaw's father right. in her like memories or dreams or whatever it is. Okay. Well, I don't think I've seen Prometheus actually. You haven't? Well, no. good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember terrible. you were like, you don't have to watch it. Oh, okay. No, Screw it. no, don't watch it. I'm not gonna. Watch. Ooh, he's in the Tall Grass. I haven't seen that one, but I've heard it's good. Well, then I gotta watch that. Anyway, yeah, see, 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 yeah, no, he's he's very unappreciated, actually. It's weird. Yes, yes, he should be in more stuff. Anyway, um, Vera Farmiga, however, I haven't seen her in much other than The Conjuring. I know she she, she like made an impact early on because I saw her in first I saw her in The Departed, where she plays the psychiatrist, psychologist, yeah. psychiatrist. Um, and then she plays the love interest in Up in the Air, two like super prestigious movies that came out like in the late two thousands, I think two thousand eight, two thousand six, I think. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah. But after that, I I don't remember seeing her in much. She has like a small role in um, what's that movie called? <sighs> With Jake Gyllenhaal and he's time traveling on a train. Oh, um, I know which one you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. He's not technically time traveling, but yeah, the was where everything like, he like repeats the segment, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the name of it. In transit, I don't know. Source code. Source code. That's the one. <laughs> source code. Good movie, but she has a small small part of that. And then I, then I didn't really see her in much until oh, she's an oh, she's an orphan. Ugh, yeah, she's an orphan. Yes, that is one I, of my earliest memories of watching horror movies. To be honest, oh, okay, I I didn't like I didn't like that movie. But I can't for the life of me remember who she plays in it. Is she the mother? I think she's the, the adopted sure. mother. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But then she she did like some movies here and there. But then I th- I think Conjuring kind of brought her back into the mainstream a little bit. I think. Yeah, but she's still like her her biggest role is Lorraine Warren in all those movies. Like I can't yeah. say that I've seen any of the other movies she's in recently. Well, no. she plays Norma Bates in Bates Motel, but that yeah, show didn't I, didn't. I didn't watch that. It did go on for a while though. Like two seasons. It's from twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen. Ah, uh, so a few seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then she played the the. Bad guy slash good guy in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh, that's right. See, but that was also See? another I don't know, <laughs> thankless role. Yeah. 
She's she, as well. She's a bit underappreciated, and she kind of disappears in the the crowd of actors. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately because just like Patrick she, Wilson in The Conjuring, she's great. Yeah, maybe that's it though. Maybe she's a bit niched. I don't know how how diverse her her acting skills are. I don't know either, but but she started out so strong. I mean, she did she did a bunch of stuff before, but her breakout roles, like I said, Up in the Air and The Departed, were, they were great movies and she uh, had great parts. And then she kind of like whatever, yeah, until The Conjuring. I don't know. We're not we're not we're not uh, we're not uh, uh, bashing on on Vera no, Farmiga. No, she's no, great. no. We love her. She's great. She's perfect yes. for Lorraine, definitely. And. Um, her. I kind of have that feeling with all of the adult actors, though. They kind of, with every actor in this movie, like, you know them, you've seen them, but you can't really, like, say in what movie. Because I've seen yeah. Ron Livingston in things. I've seen Lily Taylor in things as well. Can't really pinpoint what, though. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if they picked actors like that. Like, actors that people remember, but they might not have gotten, like, the attention they deserve. Yeah. Because, yeah, Ron Livingston uh, is in one of the greatest cult movies of all time. He plays the lead role in Office Space. Yeah. And he's amazing in Office Space. But when I'm um, watching The Conjuring, I'm not thinking, oh, that's the guy from The Office Space. No, movie. you're thinking, oh, that's the guy. Yeah, like, that, the, I know you the from guy, somewhere. Yeah. Um, he was also in... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Drinking Buddies. Yeah. I remember him from Drinking Buddies. Uh, and he's he's done about he's in he's in tons of stuff, but he's he's not like a superstar. He's like a working yeah. actor. Yeah. Um. And, and I, I, Actually, I kind of like that they they picked people like that, not like a superstar to put to put a name on it. Yeah. No. That's 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 good. Yeah. Because then you get you get good actors that can do the role the right way. But they don't stick out. Yeah, they don't take over. Same thing, yeah, with Lily Taylor. Like, um, she's done she's done horror before. She's in yes. uh, The Haunting from 99. But then, uh, you're like, you've, you've seen her here and there. She, has, she plays one of the ex-girlfriends in High Fidelity. After that... Oh, I remember her from Four Rooms. That's where I remember her. Who does she play in Four Rooms? She's one of the witches. The witches? Yeah, you remember the witches who invite the bell up and, and do like a ritual bath thing stuff. She's the the um the like Wiccan witch who brings a lot of herbs and stuff. I don't remember that movie. The the only that is such I a remember, weird movie, but it's it's so that fun. movie is insane. But the, I I I've only seen it a couple of times, and the, I only I remember things that stick out like. When they find the dead prostitute <laughs> in the bed, and he starts yeah. he starts screaming Jesus fucking Christ as he's puking. Yeah, I remember that, and I remember when they chop off um, is it Quentin Tarantino's finger? No, someone's finger in Quentin Tarantino's yeah. short. Um, I only remember those those two things. Oh, she's in uh, she's in X Files. She plays a blind lady in X Files in one episode. Oh, that's where I remember her from. Yeah. Also, she's I, in the Mace Runner, one of the movies where she's one of the oh, uh, yeah. rebels. The, the, the doctor that, who's like, I I have a cure! And five seconds later, she explodes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Strange. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So, so once again, 
working actress who does good jobs. Like she does good work as an actor. Yeah, but hasn't but become she one hasn't of those. Really had like one of those big starring roles no. yet. But then they get that in The Conjuring. You know? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they all get to star without sticking out. Exactly. So it's it's, and that's that's why The Conjuring works. Like you have perfect casting. Um, you have a director who's good at who's good at like modern jump scare horror. Yeah. But who adds like an old school flair to it, uh, like partly because it it takes place in the seventies. He also wants to add like an old seventies eighties kind of vibe to it. Definitely, um, yeah. And it's in it's a it's a good script about about the people, not about the monster. Yeah, it's about the people experiencing what's happening around them, not yeah. just that monster and the thing that happened to that thing, like in the past exactly. why it is what it is even though you get some of that as well I mean you have to kind of get the background story to know how they can solve it because they do have to solve well, it well yeah sure I mean that's that's what it's about but I know James Wan said in some documentary or behind the scenes stuff I saw that he he um, always like secretly wanted to tell a love story so he kind of um, uh, disguised it as a horror horror movie in the Conjuring, because it is a love story. It is definitely between between Ed and Lorraine Warren. But he's like, it's not a love story though; it's a horror movie. I promise, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that's also another another good thing about the movie, uh, both movies. But we're talk, still talking about the first one. Um, the fact that it's a happy ending. No yes. one dies. No one. And dies. they like you know like like a uh, uh, good triumphs over evil. Yeah. You it's... know what I just realized. Well, so I'm satisfying. reading it on the trivia page, but the film co- does not contain any sex or nudity, little profanity, tame and mostly bloodless violence, yeah, and brief depictions of alcohol and no smoking. They like play on the rules of horror, but in the right way. Like you know, the the people of sex first dies first and all that stuff. See, they don't have any of that stuff. Of course, no one dies. No. <laughs> And the thing is, um, that's because they don't they don't need it. Why you have usually like those sleazy, terrible horror movies like Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. They have they have like teenagers and they're always naked and they're having sex. That's because that's how you sell a movie. Ooh, yeah. boobs. Ooh, blood. Yeah. It's it's to it's to entice our base senses, which is fine if you're making a movie like that. But if you want to make like a proper, a proper movie. <laughs> movie you need to you need to work you need to put a little more effort into it and they've done it with this yeah yeah there's uh yeah there's yeah, there's barely any blood there's a little bit when the cop gets bitten in the face and then yeah. when she when she starts bleeding under the when they cover the her with yeah. a sheet when they're trying to exercise her there's blood then, but that's that's it. Yeah, and I think in the second one, the only blood you really see are like nosebleeds. Yeah. Instead, they they work on the 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 uh, the unseen, the unknown, yes. the fear of fear of un- of the darkness, the unknown, sort of, the yeah. darkness. Yeah. And yeah. and even though it has no real violence, no nudity, it, there still are. I think they are rated, right? Yes, but it's on the the scary bits alone, like yeah, because it's so damn scary, it gets an R. And I do, yeah. I do, re- I like, I I agree with that because I remember being terrified when I first saw it. Yeah, and like I said, yeah. the second one still terrifies me. Yeah, 
Yeah, because they, they are part of... I, I forgot to mention that before. Uh, it really it really started with Insidious, I should say. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's James Wan, and it's in the same it's in the same vein. Um, it was like a, a renaissance for mainstream horror movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because b- before Insidious, 2009 and back, what you had were jump scare movies. Yeah. You had Paranormal Activity. You had, uh, I don't know, the the haunting in Connecticut. You had trash like that. Yeah. You had some good stuff here and there, like the Exorcism, Exorcism of Emily Rose, great movie, like an actual very, good movie. Very underappreciated. Yes. But you didn't have those the 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 big like mainstream horror movies were trash. Yeah. And then James Wan did Insidious, which much like Conjuring is a movie about the family. It's not about the monsters attacking the family. It's about a family being afraid or yeah. trying to fight for their lives. And then uh, I would say not as much working, you know, uh, w- with the characters and everything, but uh, the woman in black really like mm. was a mainstream movie that was s- properly scary. Yes, which came in came in twenty twelve, and then you had the Conjuring movies. Yeah, that has the same like feeling to it. Yeah. The same you're just afraid of what you can't see, what's in the dark. Yeah. And then James Wan has either directed or produced uh like one movie almost every year after that in either The Conjuring or the Insidious franchise. Right. Yeah, that's true. So And if I remember correctly, they're sort of in the same universe cuz they're based on Lorraine, aren't they? The Insidious um, movies. I can't find it, but I know I've read him say or heard him say that he was inspired by uh, Lorraine Warren when he created the the, uh, the, lady. the clairvoyant lady in um, Insidious, the one who dies in the first movie. Yeah. Um, I can't for the life of me remember the name of her. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me check. I got it the, here. The, the um, woman who becomes like the star of those movies. Elise. Uh, Lynn Shea, Elise Rainier, yeah. yeah. Um But I'm pretty sure I've I've read somewhere that she, he was inspired by them when he created that movie. And then it was like, why don't I just make a movie about Ed and Lorraine Mo- Ed and Lorraine Warren? And yeah. He, he did. Um And it's it's kind of fun because like I said, every year since twenty ten, he's either produced or directed a horror movie in those two series yeah. of franchises. And I think all of them, to varying degrees, are good horror movies. Yeah. Um, we'll get more into some of the badder ones later. But <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm trying to think, like... Because so, I'm, I'm saying, like, oh, it was like a renaissance for, like, good mainstream horror movies. But unless it's a James Wan movie, has there been any other good horror movies? Mainstream uh, horror movies. Um... Like, The Witch doesn't count. Midsummer doesn't count. I'm thinking about one, but I'm not sure when that came out. As Above, So Below. Yes, okay, 2014. Sure. But that was one-off. Yes, and we, we, we mentioned that in our... Maybe that was a Patreon episode, because we talked about... No, we, no, we talked about the Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah. Because it's directed by the same guys who made the right. Poughkeepsie tapes. Right, yeah. That's true. That's a good horror movie. Um, but that was a one-off. Like that was the only thing that came out 
back then that wasn't part of the James Wan universe. Sort yeah, of. I, th- I think so. So unless it's a like indie movie or a smaller movie, yeah, it's just James Wan movies that haven't been like good horror movies. Yeah, honestly, I don't I, mind I, it. I'm sh- no, I don't. I don't <laughs> mind it either. It's just good that he's managed to create um, franchises that are consistently at least good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen all of them yet, to be honest. So this is going to be exciting for the next two episodes. Yes, I haven't seen Annabelle Comes Home yet. The last one before the world ended. I haven't actually seen any of the Annabelle movies. Or uh, La... How do you say it? La uh, La Llorona. La Llorona, yeah. I've seen The Nun, obviously. We won and saw The Nun. Yeah. Let's let's say this. We'll quickly... We'll quickly touch on that because I said that they're consistently good. Yes. In a way, because The Nun is not a good movie. No. I don't think it's a good movie, but I think it's a it's a it's a well-made movie. I like Definitely. the the style, I like the music in that movie. It's just that what's lacking in that one is the script and the direction. That's My the the, there there are reasons, and I think we'll get back to that when we talk about that movie. Actually, yes, yes. I want to continue on with the Conjuring two. Yes, we haven't really talked about that. One. No, this one scared me. Yes, yes, um, like, it's definitely the scarier of the two. Like like the the one the one scene where like the the horror truly begins for me is uh, when the kid wakes up, goes down for a cup of water, and he comes up and he's like toy truck is is making mm. sounds and he puts it back in the tent see the thing is though i had to pause in in the middle of that scene and i couldn't really get myself to keep watching it until later on that day <laughs> okay i i press play and literally 30 seconds later comes the one where he's screaming in the kid's face i f- <laughs> fucking flew back and shouted and like dropped my headphones and everything jesus Christ, I should have filmed yeah. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that movie is it's really scary. Uh, like like I said, when I was watching it today, I was still getting like goosebumps in mm, some of the scenes. Yeah, especially the one, and it's not it's not it's not. And that's also like once again, it's not just jump scares. It's no. actually scary scenes. Like they build um, up the characters, the the horror, the the bad guys, the monsters to be actually scary. Yeah. Well, yeah, let, let's talk about that once again. Um, you have fleshed... Every character is fleshed out. Yes. Except for uh, the middle brother. Yeah. Uh, so, he uh, so gets character... a little bit more, like, towards the end. A little bit. But that's just yeah, a tiny bit. But I, I remember... Um, I don't remember if it, if it was when we saw it in the theater or when I bought it on Blu-ray. But it was like, I'd forgotten that character existed until he <laughs> says, We can't let the ghost bully us! That scene in the kitchen. Yeah. I was like, there's a second brother? <laughs> the funny thing is, after that scene, he literally disappears yes. until everything's solved. Yes. They, um, they, don't, I, like, I, they don't tell us where he goes. It's. I was like, this time watching, I was like, did he get... Ki- is he killed? Is he dead? Where is he? Is he I stuck think in the walls? I think he's in the movie because he exists in real life. Yes. If they had written a purely fictional movie, they would only have the sister and the brother, not the middle brother. No, you wouldn't have needed him. Because those are the two kids who more who interact more with the the affected sister. Yeah. Um. But but once again, 
except for him, <laughs> um, you have Ed and Lorraine Warren, which now are even more fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes even longer for them to get involved. Yes. And we just see them in their everyday life and the struggles they have, um, unbeknownst to them, which is linked to, uh, to the, the Hodgson yeah, family. The, the premonitions she has about Ed's death and uh, the nun. Yeah, but um, the nun is she's part of the first one, sort of as well. Not the the horror that the um, the family goes through specifically, but the nun yeah. is in their life already. Yes, because she mentions that this is what I saw. Uh, yeah, uh, back when you know what what happened in the first movie, or yeah, what happened with the French farmer? Because um, she what she saw was him dying. And yeah. now we know that it was the nun who, who or, or Valak, as we find out, yeah. that wants to kill him. That's also um, a great detail. Throughout the first part of the movie, before the nun is even, like, shown, yeah. you see the word Valak spelled out throughout Lorraine and Ed's house. Oh, you do? In, like, so many places. I only oh. realized that when I watched it today, uh, well, this time, because... I know the word Valak. I remember that. Like that, okay, that stuck I've to me. That. It's like in four places in their kitchen when they're having breakfast. That one short scene where they're pouring cereal, you see it in three or four places. <laughs> okay. You see it in the bookcase before she has the premonition. He starts writing it in the Bible. Huh? It's so weird. I never thought of that before. No, that that's good because then. Um... Bill Wilkins, the, the the spirit who is trapped by Valak, tells her that you know yes. you know the name, you know you've seen it, you know the name, it's yeah. all around you. And she's huh. probably like the first time she ran into the nun in the spirit world, I guess. She must have had some sort of like uh, recognition Connection to it. Yeah, yeah. O- obviously, she had some. It was it wasn't just a regular premonition because it scared her enough to close yeah. close herself in in a, in a room for for eight days. She must have heard the name that time as well somehow yeah something like that without yeah. knowing it like with this one she, she didn't realize that she knew the name of it until you know she got out of it <laughs> yeah and she could think um and then just like in the first one you have a family um where you get to know all the characters yeah except for the the brother then i suppose you get a little <laughs> bit of him but you're not enough no no yeah and and, and they they build it up uh, just like the first one, they build it up almost like a character drama. You have they're, they're struggling with money, and uh, the brother is uh, he's uh, uh, stuttering. Yeah. Um, and you you see their everyday life before the scares happen. Yeah. Um, and there's but- even which they never they never confirm, but there's even like hints that that because uh, the, the the sisters play with a Ouija board. That uh, um, that that Janet has something to do made with it. At, made at school with her friend Camilla. Girlfriend, almost as they hint mm. at. Which yeah, is kind of that, necessary, yeah, there's but a, you know, this is, there's a weird lesbo scene in the beginning. I think yeah. that's just to like show that this family isn't just down on their luck. They're actually like no, the kids are bullied. That's why they're yeah. they're emotionally weak and fragile and open that, for this yeah. haunting. Which they that yeah they they established that as a rule in the first one yeah if you're if if you don't have much to live for you're a perfect target yeah because they uh, feed off your demons. fear yeah your frailty yeah um nice detail to keep on yeah like every every yeah every person that gets affected are 
uh, emotionally uh, yeah frail Somehow, in some yeah. in some way yeah in this case it's partly the being down on their luck and not out any having any money um the main kid I think um, recently divorced off yeah the, the dad just leaves he's up and left and janet the kid who gets possessed is the most affected by the fact that their father left them yeah yeah um but then uh the the, the hauntings start and uh you have the uh, the scene the, the one that like uh, the the made my my friend uh, Martin actually s- turn off the movie. He's not he's never managed to finish it. <laughs> um, it's the one where Janet is homesick and she's oh, watching yeah. TV, and then the TV turns off. She sees something sitting behind her, and then the guy just jumps out behind the TV. My home. Yeah, my home. Right, that's what he says. Uh, um, this is my house or something. Fucking hell, that scared me too. That is technically sort of a jump scare. Yeah. But yeah, again, but it you is, build up it is to the bad it. guy. Yeah, he's supposed to scare you. Exactly. It's yeah. not just oh, it was a bird or the TV exploded. No, no. it's the bad guys. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and yeah, you build up to it for a long while before it happens. Yeah, that scene is like five plus minutes long, where she just like flips on the TV. It's like what's going on until yeah. Oh my god, someone's sitting behind me. Oh my god, and- he wants to kill me. <laughs> It's so funny because uh, Martin, if you if you uh, if you're an, an avid listener to the podcast um, and you've listened to some of the um, patron episodes, you you've heard you've heard Martin. Yes. Um. Uh. He you he's like he used to be into horror movies, but not anymore. I. I, uh, <laughs> I he he's not big on the the jump scare movies. But I was like, "Come on, man! You gotta watch The Conjuring too. It's because so, I think he had seen the first one, and then it was scary enough that he said, "No, I don't want to watch the second yeah. one." Yeah, you got it's a great movie. So we sat down to watch it, and when that scene came on, because he, um, that was back when he lived with his parents, um, opposite where our parents live. Yeah. Um. So it's a few years ago still. Um. Anyway. Um. So we were in his room. He was sitting on his... No, he was lying on his bed. <laughs> and I sat on the floor with the bed as a... It's a back... A, yeah, yeah it's a back, back rest. That's a seat, yeah. Um, And when that scene starts, he like... He was holding on to his pit like he was prepared. Well, yeah, because you can, can tell when it's going to happen. It. Yeah. And it's when the guy atmosphere. jumps out and screams, My house! He just puts his face into the pillow and just... No! <laughs> Fuck! But in Swedish, he screamed so loud, just those two words, no, fuck! And then just <laughs> turn it off, just turn it off. And uh, I had seen like a few times by then, but I was still like, oh, Jesus, jumping, jumping. Mostly yeah. because he was screaming. I mean, I, I reacted this time so as well. so scary. Again, I like, my, I knocked my glasses off my own face. I was so scared. <laughs> Well, yeah, I remember when we saw it in the theater. I mean, it was... I felt like I was getting a heart attack. Yeah. It was so, so fucking scary. I mean, we. I think we saw this one, though, in, in the theater with a bunch of teenagers, which doesn't yes. help, because no, that just that ruins every single experience. It, yeah. But I remember being scared. Oh, definitely. Yes, and I, like I said, I was still scared this time. The only thing that didn't scare me as much this time was the Crooked Man. I never, I never found the crooked man creepy. He was too fantastical. fantastical yeah, yeah. 
I found him creepy. Creepy, sure. But and I mean, that, that scene where he screams, I'm guessing it's him. I'm not sure. Because I think he has the connection to, to Billy, the, the kid who stutters. When does he scream? In the, the oh, tent. you mean when he, after the fire truck. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I'm guessing I guess it's that's the him. Because he's the one who's scaring Billy, while yes. Bill is scaring Janet. Well, yes. not intentionally. And I mean, both of them, I'm guessing, are products of Valak. They don't really yeah. explain the crooked oh, man. No, yes, they, they do in the end. The 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 old man, the crooked man, they're both disguises. Yeah. For Valak, they explain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that that's right. why that's why uh, that's why when they uh, when they decide that they say hoax because uh, it's believed that it is a hoax from the beginning and they're yeah. there to investigate. Um, and when they see the footage of her, like. Setting the stage for oh look what the ghost throwing did. everything around in yeah, the kitchen yeah throwing everything and bending spoons and shit. Um, it still looks a bit weird that she can do all that. To be honest, yes. like what eleven year old can flip a table like that? No, yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Um, and um, and that's um, that's that's why Lorraine says that she never she never felt a presence. She never felt Bill Wilkins' spirit because. No. It was actually she was actually looking for a demon, and the demon was masking its its uh, presence. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's why uh, that's why they thought it was a hoax. Yeah, I mean they I explained it pretty well in the movie, and I, I actually believe it. Like that makes sense, and the yeah. way that that Janet says this as well, like they wanted them gone, they would have killed you if they didn't leave. So yeah. I had to. Like yeah, that makes sense because Valak is pure evil. And she doesn't want Lorraine there to expose her. Yeah. Was that knocking you, or was it someone above you? Uh, I think there someone is knocking on the uh. the floor of the upper apartment. <laughs> they make sounds all the time. Okay, I don't cool. Know. Hey, ghosts. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but once again, um, so yeah, the 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 scares are much. I think it's much scarier in the in the in this in this one in the second one. Yeah, it's more um, in your face. Yeah, it's more it's more almost like violent yeah. almost. It's so angry uh both Bill and then Valak when you see like the scene in uh the Warren's house when mm. when uh, their daughter points at her and says who's that and you see the nun and uh, Lorraine follows her, and then you see the shadow walking across the wall yeah. behind oh, the, the painting that Ed made. Because he has seen, somehow he has been affected by the nun as well. So he has painted her. Um, he has had the same vision that Lorraine has, partly he at least. He doesn't understand he doesn't know it as because a he, vision. He's not clairvoyant. Yeah. No. And when you see the sh- the shadow of the nun walking behind the painting, and then you see the hands, the hands oh behind the painting, God. and it starts running towards her. Oh, oh that's uh, it's heart attack inducing. Yeah. Because it's also it's so long because it keeps running towards her and it doesn't stop. Uh, even when it, it it comes up to her, it doesn't stop because then it pushes her into a. a uh, a dream sequence because yeah. all of a sudden she's in the in a um, closet or cellar, cellar or something or whatever yeah. it is yeah my Ugh. god <coughs> I mean Valak as a character looks a bit too much to me <coughs> it's a bit too much in your face yes. horror 
I agree. It's, it's too much. Scary Ooh, I'm the, a scary nun yeah. with fangs. Kind of like the the red and black demon in uh, Insidious. Yes, it kind of ruins it a little bit. It would have been more effective if it was like the woman in black, just black. Yeah, more shadowy. Yeah. yeah. You don't really see it. Exactly. Definitely, definitely. Um, but I think they do a good job of it in, in, in this one, The Conjuring 2, because the nun isn't isn't really seen that much. No. And the it's first mostly couple times you see her, like, she just looks like a pale nun. Yeah, and sometimes... Like they they hint at the fact that she is in the room by having a dark corner being the focus without yes. you actually seeing her. Yeah. Like I have my screen on brightest, you don't <laughs> see her. No. I don't even know if they actually put someone there or if they're just like putting the camera angle correctly. No, there's probably no one there then. <laughs> it's, Unfortunately, it's like darkness. It's it's not like um, uh, in. Um, uh, there's a similar scene in uh, the French movie uh, L'Intérieur or, or Inside, you know. Ooh, yeah, I know that one. <coughs> um, where uh, the woman, uh, no spoilers for that one, but the woman yeah. is standing in the corner while the lady is sleeping on the couch. Right. And she's if you turn up the brightness there, you can see her like plain as day standing there and i i vomit when i see when i see that scene that's the movie we should talk about sometime sure sure (laughs) i'd love to rewatch that one oh yeah Uh, it's so fun and wholesome jesus christ (laughs) i mean i do have to build up my my scare level what's it called my scare tolerance yeah because i've been starting to play horror games shit i can't do it fuck Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, back. I think the most horrifying thing about Conjuring 2, though, is Bill, to be fair. Because he is, like, like in general, scary, angry old men are horrifying. Even more so than women in horror movies. Like, an angry woman is usually portrayed as a witch or just she's sad for some reason. But when there's a male, they're just fucking angry. And they just want to kill you. For yeah, and, being and you, in the way, basically. And you have that scene when um, they want to communicate with him through Janet. Mm, yeah. um, but he, he won't speak through her when they're watching him, watching her. So everyone yeah, turns so their, turn back, their back. And then she's out of focus, sitting in that uh, chair mm-hmm. that the, it was Bill Wilkins. Um, and you, 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 you start hearing his voice come through. Oh, yeah. And you only, you only see Ed in the forefront in focus. And then in the background, you see the, you the see, shadow you see sit- sort of. Yeah, you see Janet sitting there, but all of a sudden it just looks like there's a grown man sitting there. Yeah. You can see his mouth moving. And I did specifically only watch that corner this time because when I watched mm-hmm. it the first yeah. time, you do focus on Ed because he's in focus. And then all of a sudden, like, oh my God, there's no one else sitting there. Yeah, you can sort of, you don't see the shift. You're just realizing that something yeah. has changed. But I specifically only watched Janet sitting in that chair. I want to see when do they switch. And even if you only watch it, you can't tell. Because that scene... It's, it's like it's blink a, and it's, a miss. It's one long shot. And I think it's like like three or four minutes long when they're just yeah. talking. And from the very second that she's out of focus to, the, to when they bring her back into focus, they are constantly like... Uh, um, uh, altering her shape, over. yeah. 
Yeah, not not like not like back and forth, back and forth, like slowly, slowly, mm-hmm. slowly, yeah, slowly, so slowly that you can't see it. It's impossible. No. But she turns into Bill Wilkins after like a couple of minutes. Yeah. But it's so slow and so subtle that you can't it's tell. So and it's freaking so good. effective. That is so fucking creepy when he's when yeah. he starts speaking. Also, um, it doesn't help that he has that that yeah, growling he talk, thing. He talks like this, and every time and he has she a starts, the accent. Yeah, and every time she supposed she starts, well, he's like taking over her. He growls like a dog. Yeah, it's just it's, so. Ooh, and it's and it, and it's one long it's one long take, and um, the fact that Ed and everyone else, but you see Ed having their back turned to him, it's yeah. so unnerving. But then yeah. they don't end it with like a jump scare or anything. It just ends. She's like, oh, oh. yeah. It's so, it's so oppressing. Ugh. That's that's horror again. That's the the slow build up of just putting you in your place and just not Creeping knowing horror. what is there, but still doing. You know, it's something. You just, uh, it doesn't have to jump out and scare you, even though he does sometimes, and it's effective too. Oh, yes, but, he does. But uh, yeah, he's. He's scary in general. Yeah. It's just, it's just, oh, it just hits you right where it should. <laughs> Every yeah, single then, time. And then, and then eventually they do have, you know, the, the big bombastic ending with yeah, the yeah. scares and the, the lightning storm and the rain and everything. But that's just, you know, it's the, it's the climax. You got to yeah. do something. But I mean, I, I think both, both movies um, are just, they're just, you can tell that it's movies that pe- the people involved wanted to make. It's not yes. like, let's there just make a horror movie to make some money. It. No, they wanted to make these mm-hmm. movies. They believed in making these movies. They wanted um, to tell the stories correctly also, because they are based on, on true stories. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you know, they're based on true what people stories, say quote, are true yeah. stories. Yeah, There is a Hudgington family that did have something like this happen to them according to them. Yes. And same with the first one. There is a... What was the family called? A uh, parent. A parent family that say that they had this happen to them. And yeah. Ed and Lorraine Warren were there to investigate. Not yes. as much in the second one, as I understand, but um, they were <laughs> like called in to like, review material or something, at least. Yeah, but no, they... they yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know how much of the ending is, is fact. No, because apparently um, that Maurice Gross person was more the one who investigated this happening. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Also, the casting on that one, he looks exactly like the dude. Yes, he is spot on. Yeah. And once again, the kids uh, are also pretty much spot, spot on. on, the real kids. The Even mother, like the once again, is much feet. older in, in reality than yeah, the Yeah, they actress. have to, like, make them pretty sometimes. <laughs> Except for the kids, I suppose. <laughs> well, they're British kids, and they're kids. They're not supposed to be... Attractive, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. You have to have someone that looks a bit more movie, just yeah. like with Ed. Like you have to have a movie person. <laughs> I love how the pictures on Conjuring Two, like the photos that come up on IMDb, two of them are uh, Patrick Wilson jogging shirtless. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like one is from the movie, three are from like behind the scenes or, or red carpets, and then two are just Patrick Wilson jogging shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they kind of bank on him being an attractive human. 
But not not in the movie. No, not in the movie. I mean, that one scene where he plays the guitar and sings Elvis. Ah, uh, yes. That yes, is yes. more or less purely I'm, made to make him look attractive and like, just. Well, I I think it's it's one more um, to um, to show that you know, because that that happens like in the middle of the movie where we had a lot of like yeah terrible scares. They want but the then- family to become a family again. Yeah, and just like in the first one, like there are like injections of humor and humanity all throughout the movie. It's not just oh, it's in the beginning and now it's all scares. No, it's all over. No, no, the movie. no. Yeah, in the first one, you have that <clears throat> breakfast scene where Ed and Lorraine, Lorraine are like hanging laundry, and he's fixing the car, and they they're yeah. having breakfast, and Lorraine's like, "Oh, go to bed, mom. We'll keep an eye on the kids. It's fine." Yeah. The same thing here. He fixes yeah. the pipes and stuff. Um, and they have that heart to heart with uh, Janet, who's been more affected. Both of them have their separate like heart to hearts with her. Yeah. Um. And and that that scene when he uh, when he sings uh, what's it called? I can't help falling in love with you. Yeah. I mean, it starts as kind of a joke. He's doing the the, the Elvis voice, uh, and then he... everyone's laughing. Um, but then he gets the kids to sing along in the second uh, second uh, chorus. Yeah. Um. And it, I, 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 I think it's it's partly to to inject some, some downtime so you can like, whew, breathe out. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. But also to show because you see, um, Lorraine standing. She's not she's not singing along. She's kind of standing in the doorway in the to the room. Yeah. yeah, and she you can you can see in her eyes like she's ah this is why I love him. Yeah. But this she's also worried. Because this is also she why she doesn't want to do this anymore. He's going to die yeah. if, if if we stay here. So yeah, yeah, because that's also like a running theme in in both movies that she doesn't really want to continue doing this just because she knows that if they do, he is gonna die. The premonition yeah. is gonna come to life. They kind of switch it because in the first one, um, she she is more okay with it, and he is worried that she's going to go insane or something. Yeah, it's gonna be too much again. Yeah, and in this one, it's uh, he it's really wants her. to help them. But the more the more they stay there, the more Lorraine gets worried because it's gonna come true. My premonition is gonna come true. Yeah, and she kind of wants to leave, and he wants to stay. Um, and that's that, that's also, that's it's good because um, Lorraine. The focus in the movies are always a little more on Lorraine. Well, it's because, because she has, one. yeah, precisely. She has to precisely exactly. She has the connection with the other world. Yeah, but I like that they they uh, they shift that focus on on who's actually the more gung ho to him in the second one. Yeah. So they the only they, thing they, they get equal equal like uh, amount of of, of um, main, main character. Time, so yeah. Yeah. The only thing I find a bit strange, but that's just the characters in general. When they're with in both movies, when they're with this other family. Even just when when things are dark and they're working, and then you have the the light the light spots, mm. it feels like they kind of forget their daughter. Yes, she... which I find a bit strange. Uh, and I I wonder if they're gonna if they're gonna work on that because yeah their their own home life, especially in the second one, um, she's she's there in the beginning, of course, when they're. When they're home, yeah. But when they leave for England, she's just gone from the movie. Yeah. In in the first one, at least you know 
the witch or the witch ghost affects uh, their daughter as well. Bathsheba, yeah, comes home to them. So yeah, they and they call home and they get home and they're like... So you get, you get a little more... But yeah, their daughter is kind of... She's just like dressing uh, in, yeah. in the second one, which is weird. But then I know that Annabelle comes home takes place between Conjuring 1 and 2. Um, it technically should take, take place before Conjuring 1 because it's it's one when they bring Annabelle home. Ha ha ha. okay, um, yeah. And that movie is all about their daughter. It takes place during like one night when they accidentally let the, do- the, the doll out. Um, so but I wonder if they have because they're in the movie in but that? not a lot so I wonder if they have more interaction with her then she's not in it no she's they have not a different in the actress Annabelle. yeah but she is is the same actress for all the Conjuring movies though yes I don't know why they switched in that one maybe she wasn't available I don't know mm-hmm. um, maybe she didn't want to have more of a prominent role <laughs> maybe but she does come back as Judy Warren in the Conjuring 3 so so we'll see there because she gets progressively older as well Yes. Obviously, Sam, and you I, can tell, I, like you can tell that she's older. So I wonder if yeah. she will have a more prominent yeah. role in the third one. If she'll be more involved. If, yeah, if they're gonna address the fact that they like leave her for weeks on end with, with just like, their like their housekeeper, or whatever it is. Yeah. No, I think it's Lorraine's mom. She says "mom" in the phone at least. Oh right, 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 right. In the first yes. one. That's true, yes. I mean, true, they might not want to bring their daughter when they go to another country to investigate because she no, shouldn't be pulled not. out of school and stuff. Yeah, but she's the only character that doesn't really get any... Uh, anything. She's not <laughs> anything, yeah. She's in that one, that one Valak scene, like, that's it. Yeah. And the breakfast scene, but, you know. Yeah. She doesn't have any speaking roles except for, Mommy, who's that? Yeah. Um. So and I and I know that they like go on a vacation or something like they have to get away. In Annabelle comes home. So once again, they just leave her in a house full of demons. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because that's also the thing. They have a museum of horror in their house. It's not even like what? in the basement or anything. It's just a random room in their house. It's not a museum. It's just a like safe place. True. 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 But you know. She yeah, but like they say in the first one, it's, they feel like it's better to to have them there where they can protect people from them. It's like, like you said, it's like getting guns off the street. Yeah, but they got their daughter living right there. I know. And in the know, first she one, does she get gets attacked in. by Annabelle and yeah. Bathsheba in the first movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That just yeah. seems a bit odd, but maybe, maybe this all being paranormal investigators and having to travel the world literally kind of yeah. takes a toll on having a child. I don't know. Maybe. But Maybe. I, I hope that's something they, they address yes. at, in, at some point in the franchise. Yeah. Because, like I said, she's the only character that doesn't get any development. <laughs> Even characters only in one movie have more... Have more. Like, fucking Drew has more of a character yeah. than she has. Yeah. <laughs> Even even the neighboring father in the second one, uh, Vic Nottingham, he gets yeah. so much screen time and he's so developed. He's helping them to open up the door and yeah. she's driving them back and forth. And when they're trying to figure out the name of the, it's like what? Oh, uh, trying to figure out the riddle, like oh, the, the you carried with you for your entire life, like. And he's like, what could that mean? Yeah. I almost wanted him to say, 
oh, that's your name, love. That's your name. Because he, yeah. he figures it out. He, he reminds me of... Um, uh, do you remember Die Hard 3? Die Hard with a Vengeance? Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where uh, they split up. Um, Samuel Jackson goes to a football or baseball stadium to figure out one puzzle, while uh, John McClane goes down into like some aqueducts that they're building. Um, right. Yeah. And he he jumps into a, a a truck that's down there and says, "Bring me to this place." And he points at some map, and then he there is um they're they're trying to figure out um the name of a specific president. To figure out where the bomb is, the next bomb, because it's in a school called right. the name of a president. Yeah. And the truck driver just, oh, Chester A. Arthur. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the 20th president, whatever. And yeah, he starts he talking about it. the history of New York. And yeah. He becomes a character for a couple of scenes. And uh, Vic almost feels like that character. For a couple of scenes, he's like in the, the, he's he's, in the he's, action. He's in the thing. Yeah. He's part of it. Like he's yeah. not just the neighbor taking care of the kids or like like his wife Peggy. Like sure, she gets some. She's the emotional support for for uh, Janet. No, uh, Pe- uh, wait, are they uh, both named Peggy? Are they? No. Yeah, they're both named Peggy. Both mothers are named Peggy. Are they? Peggy Hodgson and Peggy Nottingham. Maybe that's <laughs> just because it's funny. <laughs> that okay. That's see. I was a bit confused when I watched it because I couldn't realize I couldn't figure out who was talking to who sometimes because they're both calling each other Peggy uh, I didn't, no, that I makes didn't sense. think of that oh yeah that's true Peggy Hodgson <laughs> and Peggy Nottingham yeah well well, Nottingham <laughs> yeah. she's the emotional support for uh, Hodgson because well the husband left and she's down on her luck and all that stuff yeah so she she gets her character from that bit but then Vic is he's almost like the hero like yeah he calls the cops and he's like oh you gotta do something when he talks to the cops he's invested yeah Oh, I like that. he's the one who calls the ambul- ambulance when uh, they save um, Janet in the end like yeah he's the one he actually says it on screen like I'll, I'll call an ambulance once again Good like, on you. <laughs> small roles like mattering in the story yeah and he he him being a good actor as well yes so, so it doesn't feel out of place it just it feels natural that he is part of it when he's in the scenes he, yeah he's not just standing there like oh no he's actually part of it yeah and he's actually been in a bunch of stuff. Well, I'm sure, yes. British actors aren't everything. True, true, true. <laughs> it's kind of like... Um, um, I, I, haven't, I haven't really seen it myself, but people say, like, if you, if you watch a movie from Canada, you'll recognize all the small parts because they're in every Canadian movie that's ever made. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. So, so there's a lot of similarities between the two movies. Yes, um, you have the same because the same structure almost. Yes, um, which is understandable though. It is a sequel, so I mean, it should like follow some sort of similarity to make you realize that it is. A yeah, sequel. It, it starts with a different scary story. The first yeah. one is Annabelle. The second one has um, the Amityville House. Yeah, and then there's introduction of the the, the family. And them being affected, and then there's the home life of Edna Lorraine Warren, and then it all com- comes together, and then yeah. there's the explosive ending. There's the investigation, uh, and then the ending, yeah. Yes. Um, which one do you prefer? Oh. That's I a hard know. one. That is a hard one. Because yeah. they're, they're kind of like Monster of the Week episodes, yes. in a way, which just makes them different enough 
to be separate movies, but similar enough to be connected. So I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously more scared of the second one because I haven't seen it as much. And Bill freaking creeps me out. I hate angry old men in general. (laughs) (laughs) I think most people dislike angry uh, old men or angry people in general. Uh, Old Um, men are scarier. (laughs) Sure. Um, I I would I would almost say the second one. The only reason I prefer the first one is that the the set design, not inside the house, but outside the house in the second one, feels a little. It feels like it's in a studio. It doesn't feel real. Yeah, I read the, somewhere that they actually made the tree from the first one. That's not no, a real tree. Well, they like made it. I was talking about the. Second one. Oh, I thought you meant the first one. Well, no, no. This the second one feels a little fake. It feels when they're in the uh, in the, maybe in the backyard with the swings. In. Yeah, you have the the fog and everything. It feels like they're on a set. Um, inside is fine, but it's just something about the outside that's just like mm, I don't know. But I think that is because um, it's very close in. It's very like you're in a you're on a street with a lot of houses. Um, yes. So you can't really like like in the first one you have plot you have a lot of plot you have a lake that's involved yeah like you have more space to roam and and spread out in this one you kind of confined to their own home because you don't want to bother the neighbors and yeah. you don't really have much of a backyard in an english home like that no sure 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 but but then the second uh, the first one really benefits then from it feels like they're really there yeah. which they were i mean the interiors were built on a set the the exteriors are like out in the real world. Yeah, except for the tree. It. Well, yeah, except for the, th- well, the tree. Well, yeah. it's out there, but you know they put it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only, th- and I, I don't know why that like makes me enjoy the first one more because the second one has better scares. Yeah. Um. Uh. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's also because it is a sequel, so it's. Like, the first one did it first? Maybe it's that? I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. I, I I would say that a bit, because it does feel like the first one was almost revolutionary, and the second one is, it's a sequel. Like Yeah, it's It it's doesn't do anything somewhat. specifically revolutionary within it. It's no, just no, yeah. as great as the first one, but the first one did it first, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's it. And um, I think I think the, the whole vast exterior helps with making... The like, the calm moments almost more calm. Yeah, something like that. Because it yeah. adds it adds fresh air basically. Yeah. Because in the second one, even when they have that almost, they're almost happy. They have Christmas and and everything. You <laughs> still have that looming feeling of someone's in the walls. Yeah, and everything's so gray. Yeah, you don't fully relax. No, yeah. Because you still, like, that is still the chair, and it still looks like that fucking corner burned or something. Yeah, there's something wrong with the wall there, yeah. So it's still it's still always in your vision, something about of the creepy stuff. Yeah. So. While in the first one, you have them being outside in sunlight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it feels so... Yeah, fresh air. Like it just feels so fresh and open and relaxed, almost. Yeah, you can breathe at least. I think that helps because you do need that in a scar- in a scary movie. Yes, 
Um, Definitely. <laughs> and also, it feels like they're like they're in. It feels like they're in more locations, or they're switching locations more, because when they're yes. in the house, when they're in England, it's basically all within the house. It's a little bit in that pub, and when they're sitting on the train. But other than that, it's just the house. Yeah. In, uh, and the in house the first is one, very small. Yes. The in, in the first one they do they uh, they leave they go home to save they're they're back in their house after having been there in the beginning of course they're in the motel um, they're in the shortly. motel um, there's more yeah, all to the scenes the all the scenes take place outside yeah yeah I mean and it's a bigger house so you have more rooms yes. you have more floors uh, well no technically not but it feels like it's more because the basement is bigger it's a bigger separate set and the the living room is one set the kitchen is one set yeah so i think that just helps it feels more like it's bigger in general yeah so i th- i think i prefer the first one but it's yes it's very close like they're both great movies it depends on if you want to get scared or not i'd say <laughs> sure sure yeah if you want to get scared watch the second one cuz it's way much creepier. scarier yeah 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 um, like that but fear it's also... is pressing. In the first one, it's just like, okay, you need to find the demon and stop it, <laughs> sort of. But it's also, it's also, it also shows in the meta score because the first one has sixty eight, and the second one has sixty five. So it's oh. barely any difference. Yeah. Um, so they are, they are, they are both very, very good movies. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, unless you have anything more to say about them, I think we're gonna uh, wrap it up there. No, I think, I think it's time to wrap it up. We need to save some stuff, because we have more to talk about in this universe. Oh, yes. There's plenty more to talk about. We're gonna talk about Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, The Curse of La Llorona, The Nun. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, eventually... Uh, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. There's yes. lots of movies left, and, and maybe uh, we'll even touch on the Insidious movies since we talked a lot about them as well. Yes, I we'll think see. we will as well. At some point, we will. Yeah, um, because they are they feel connected because the similar styles and the director, of course, yes. and the act some of the actors, some of the actors. That's true. Yeah. Um. But, so here's the plan. Now, we've talked about the two Conjuring movies. So next up, we're going to talk about the the big spin-off franchise, which, which is the Annabelle trilogy. Yes. However, we're doing that on our Patreon. It's going to be a Patreon-exclusive episode. So if you want to hear us uh, bash the clearly inferior Annabelle movies... <laughs> well, I haven't seen them. I can't say that yet. Sure, sure. I'll spoil that for you. They're not as good. <laughs> I'm guessing. I, I could almost yeah. assume that. Um, please uh, check us out on Patreon so you can listen to that scene, uh, listen to that podcast and also get all the other exclusive podcasts for only three bucks a month. Um, links will be then, in the description if you're watching it on YouTube. Yes, of course. Uh, links are in the description. And if uh, then next week, uh, next Thursday, um, we're going to talk about the other two spinoffs, then La Llorona and uh, The Nun. Yes. Um, and uh, it's... it's uh, I don't know. I haven't rewatched the Nun since I saw it in the theater. I have a re- I have a review of it on this channel, so you can check that out if you want to. Um, and I'm 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 not very positive in that review, but I, I, it's a movie I really want to like like, 
but I yeah. can't. <laughs> I don't stuff. remember much about it, except for the fact that the thing I mentioned, that the nun feels a bit too main Spooky. scary. Spoopy, yeah. 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 She exactly. could have been more toned down to be more actually creepy. Yes. But, you know. But we'll talk more about that yes. in, uh, in the next, next Thursday. Yes, in the next yeah. three so, episodes. Once again, yeah, please check us out on Patreon. And um, if you've been uh, listening to this or watching us on YouTube, you can listen to all previous episodes. Um, we actually, we're actually uh, out on the proper podcast platforms as well. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, all that. And so you can listen to this without having to sit down in front of a computer and listen to us. Yes. Um, so please check us out there as well. Um, and also, if you if you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel. Um, so you're always um, uh, notified when we release new episodes. Yeah. And of course, once again, yeah, check us out on all the, the social media. Uh, Instagram run by you, Rebecca, yes. and the t- Twitter run by me. Um, we're going to get updates on what movies we're going to talk about in the future. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye. The Spoiler Cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It's hosted by Tobias and Rebecca Vidin. Produced by Tobias Vidin. Executive producer is Annika Vidin. Direction and sound editing by Tobias Vidin. A big thank you to all our supporters over on Patreon for keeping this show going. Rasmus Jonsson, Laura Kinney, Mom and Dad. <laughs>